hammer, getting ready to flex their muscles for whatever it may be, just show some style for a trading card. That's always cool. Um, just to see how they all take into the event. I just thought it was really neat. It was a really cool experience. Great. I'm glad you had an opportunity to go. Um, and James, uh, this isn't your first rodeo, as they say, but uh, I saw both of you guys were extremely active on social, so it was great to be able to share it with our audience. And I know you guys uh, brought back some video that uh, we'll be sharing with the audience tonight. James, I'll let you tee those up when appropriate. Um, we got a packed show as always, uh, several things to talk about in hobby happenings. We've got a uh, five box break segment with Marvel Eternals, Trilogy Hockey from Upper Deck. Excuse me, I can't count four boxes. Panini Prism UFC and Panini Recon NBA Basketball. Uh, hot in the shop. Uh, look at other new releases this week besides the new releases of Trilogy and Recon, which we'll get a first-hand look at, and much more. But as always, we're going to start it off with our GoGTS Live Q of the Week poll, Chris. Sure. Uh, which grading company will Fanatics eventually acquire? One, BGS. Two, CSG. Three, SGC. Or four, PSA. And currently, Rob, uh, let's see what the poll has to say here. Pull that up. I got 37.1% saying PSA. Okay, mine says 32.8%. This was just, oh, there we go, 37.1%. With 70 votes, uh, currently where PSA is leading the charge with SGC at 24.3%, BGS at 22.9%, and CSG at 15.7%. Two hours left, so if you haven't gone ahead already, please vote for us on this poll at the GoGTS Live Twitter account. You can do that. And uh, PSA, leading the way there, Rob. Slam that retweet button while you're at it. And so uh, this subject will come up in hobby happenings, but one of the goals of Fanatics from their entry into the sports collectibles market has been to, they want to develop an end-to-end -end consumer slash collector experience from buying, breaking, selling, storing, mm -hmm. et cetera. Yep. Grading obviously falls into that. And so that's what spurred my idea with the poll of the four choices, I, the 37.1% of, well, I don't know if I even, you know what, we're going to wait till this, we're going to wait to give our insight into the poll on the reason why we voted the way we did until we get a larger sample size and we update this later in the show, because I don't want to influence anybody's uh, thought process. Um, so, We'll just table the rest of this conversation for when we update the poll question. Sound sounds good? good? Yeah, sounds good. Yep. Okay, so we'll have a little bit longer update segment uh, after our box break segment. Okay. But for now, um, obviously, being off two weeks, as you would imagine, lots going on in the hobby. Um, we put together 
what is this got 125 slides uh james no i'm just kidding it's not it's not i'm glad i have this print (laughs) (laughs) it's not that bad um but let's dive in to this week's hobby happening shall we and we're kicking it off with sports collectors daily reported that after gathering feedback from users over the last several weeks, fractional share company collectibles has begun selling off many of the assets on its platform and suspended trading launched in 2020 with support from investors collectible offers users the chance to own shares of high value cards or memorabilia for as little as five or ten dollars the idea was that the items would grow in value over time and collectors would stand a profit now sometimes it worked and offers were made and accepted by vote from shareholders but more often than not unfortunately some items were either stagnant or saw market losses and users saw the value of their investment decline daily trading slowed and by late last year collectible had stopped acquiring new assets altogether CEO Ezra Levine left the company earlier this year and users began receiving emails asking for feedback on whether they wish to have the company liquidate certain assets on the platform. The response was apparently in favor and the frequencies of those emails has begun to increase. Some items now being auctioned through Heritage have surpassed their initial IPO value, while others appear to be likely to either sell for a a slight loss or an approximate break-even point. So not all terrible as far as investors recouping their dollars. Trading has continued for assets that are still on the collectibles IP uh, platform. Actually, scratch that. That was the case at the time that I wrote this, but trading has since been suspended. On Wednesday, only 20 of the 187 live assets showed an increase over their IPO. Wow. The growing popularity of Formula One racing in the United States has also led to an increased interest in trading cards collecting. Thanks to Topps, which has played a key role in the new collecting category. Alton Insights recently provided a look at the most valuable F1 cards of the top 10 drivers. Some top-level stats show that 46 of 50 of the cards were manufactured by Tops, with four of the 50 manufactured by Futera. Of no surprise, of the Tops cards, 26 are Tops Dynasty and 20 are Tops Chrome. Max Verstappen is on track to become the greatest driver of his generation, with two World Drivers Championships under his belt, while currently leading the race for his third his car's values have followed suit. And with seven World Drivers Championships, 103 wins, 192 podiums, and 103 pole positions, these records all belong to Lewis Hamilton. Since joining the circuit at 22 years of age and subsequently collecting more wins than any driver dares to dream of, his car's values reflect such excellence. Also included in the top 10 are Sergio Perez, Fernando Alfonso, Carlos Senez, uh, George Russell, Charles Leclerc, 
Lance Stroll, Lando Norris, and Pierre Gasly. Be sure to check out the full detailed report on Alton Insights and read many of these drivers collecting profiles on GoGTS.net in Future Watch. The Sporting News featured an aspiring story about collector Greg Poole, his love of baseball cards, and his mission to help a Southern Illinois community. The hobby quite literally saved Greg's life, and now he uses the hobby to make an impact in the lives of others. You can read the full article on the Sporting News website. SC Daily reports that if you sell a few thousand dollars in sports cards or other items on eBay or another online outlet in 2023 and worried about pending tax charges or changes, I should say, there's still a chance you won't be getting a 1099 earlier next year. The plan to force online sellers to report amounts as little as $600 to the IRS that's scheduled to go into effect this tax year is getting a challenge from two senators, one on each side of the political aisle. Senators Sherrod uh, Brown uh, and Bill Cassidy, MD, introduced the Red Tape Reduction Act on Thursday. The bill would take the reporting threshold from $600 to $10,000, meaning fewer casual sellers and small businesses would receive tax forms from third-party payment platforms like PayPal. Call your U.S. Senator's office and tell them you support the Red Tape Reduction Act. Absolutely. Yes, I do. <laughs> $600. I mean, we in this hobby, you can hit that in just a couple cards or one card. One card, yeah. Also from SC Daily, Chad Weldon, owner of Sports Card Junction in Pittsburgh, just completed a deal to buy approximately 500 Gaudi cards from 1933 and 1934. The deal for the cards from a private collector was more than six years in the making. Weldon, age 31, bought the collection, which contained about 350 cards from the 33 Gaudi set and 125 from the 1934. Plus, there was a 1935 Diamond Star card of Charlie Geringer. The seller was a gentleman in his 60s whose father had originally bought the cards when he was a youth. The man who owned the Gaudi collection is a computer programmer in Pennsylvania. The seller had originally reached out to Weldon in 2016 before the presidential election. Weldon said, I kind of taught him how to grade cards. No sale was made, and Weldon said he did not hear back from the collector until about two weeks ago. I thought that deal was gone, Weldon said. Turns out he was just waiting. For more details about this fresh to the hobby find, be sure to check out the full article on sportscollectorsdaily.com. The card life is currently looking for hobby shop owners and breakers interested in leveraging their social media following through paid sponsorship of premium produced content. Also, What's My Pack Wednesday last week featured sports card pioneer, Terry Smith. Check out these videos. As a local card shop owner, would you rather talk to a customer about a product or struggle to write a social media post? Organize your store or try to photograph and post about the five new products coming out this week. If you feel like your social media accounts are the last thing that you have time for, we have your solution. The Card Life is proud to announce the Card Life Social, your card shop 
gets a full social media team, including the same Emmy award-winning producers behind the Card Life TV show, who post engaging content on your social media accounts. And we do it for a fraction of what it costs to hire a full-time social media person. Worry about what you need to do and want to do at your card shop. Leave the social media stuff to us. For more information, log on to thecardlifesocial.com. I played at UCLA, so, you know, I needed Lou Alcindor cards. So back then, uh, you know, a pack of basketball cards was 10 cents. And so, you know, again, I would save up my money and uh, I would go buy my packs. But to give you a little story behind that, um, uh, my mom would give me a dollar. And so, geez, I could get 10 packs of cards for that. But comic books were 12 cents. So, you know what? Okay, I can get a couple of packs of cards and some comics. But uh, this thing called Taco Bell had just opened up. Tacos were 7 cents. Um, I think burritos were 12 cents. So I started doing the math. Okay, I can go across the street. I can go to Taco Bell. I can get a couple of tacos and a burrito. And then I can go back to the drugstore. I can get some comic books and some cards. So that was a good Saturday, right? Picking up a little lunch, uh, going home, reading the comics, and cracking open the cards. We're back. Very cool. In their ongoing quest to take over the hobby world one vertical category at a time, Fanatics has made yet another acquisition. ESPN and the Action Network reported this past Monday that the company had purchased marketplace and vaulting company PWCC for an undisclosed amount. The move gives Fanatics proven auction technology infrastructure and state-of-the-art vault service. The last remaining piece of the puzzle to achieve the company's goal of owning an end-to-end consumer collecting experience is grading. Mm -hmm. So which existing grading company will Fanatics end up purchasing? Answer our poll question. We haven't already done so, and we'll talk about it more when we update the poll. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, What goes into making of a Luka Doncic logo man in Panini's Flawless? Watch this and find out. Sorry, folks. The uh, I accidentally uh, queued up the wrong video. So this has been video. It's been no. I got it. I just need to um, change it here quick. So this will all get edited out of the uh, thing. Let you off for two weeks, James. I know, right? It it always (laughs) happens when we come back. You let the crickets into the system. There's always issues. Crickets are chirping. There it is. Saving the scene. All right, here we go. Luca Logo Man. Cart. 
That's oh. you, Chris. Sorry about that. Also, <laughs> historic autographs is holding. Hey, we have a little bit of things. Two weeks off. It's all good. I'll start over. Also, historic autographs is holding a huge Memorial Day sales event with discounted pricing and free Washington Chronicles blasters, free in in increments of one hundred dollars. Visit www.historicautographcompany/shop and take advantage of this great deal. And then last, just a couple of quick notes. First, autograph tickets for the 43rd Annual National Sports Collectors Convention go on sale this coming Wednesday, May 31st. Can't believe where it's, it's happening already. <laughs> and last but not least, Daily Fantasy Sports and betting entity DraftKings has launched a sports card breaks business. Wow. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. I feel like there's going to be even more and more changes in this industry as we keep on going and going. It's amazing. Absolutely. The only constant is change, right? I guess so. Yeah. That's what makes it interesting. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, as promised, we have some uh, some box breaks to divvy up for you guys. And so, so James had a slip up. I had a slip up. Rob, try not to have a slip up. <laughs> yeah, let's try to turn the heat back up. So three winners. Musa. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our box break segment. Thank you to Panini America and Upper Deck. Uh, let me see what what are we doing? Oh, we're going to talk about that poll question. Yeah, Could you give us a little refresh on that, James. Uh, one hundred thirty votes. Please. Yep. Nice. All right. So you still in first place big. is PSA, and in second place still is SGC, uh, SGC barely. Yep. Edging out BGS, pulling mm -hmm. up the rear CSG. I'll tell you why it's not going to be PSA. Nat Turner. Yeah. Uh, Michael Rubin's not going to overpay for a company. Well, I should take that back. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I should uh, take that back. That man's got some money. So I think if he wants something. But do you think he's learned a lesson? I mean, he bought tops at the high side of the market. I mean, here's the, the way I look. The here's the way I look at it. This is the way I always go about whatever. Um, you always aim for the moon. Mm -hmm. The worst thing anybody can ever say to you, and I live by this, is no. So, but even a no doesn't mean you can't persuade at some point. It's true. So, I honestly, I, I go ahead. I'll let you. Yeah. Finish. So I mean, the way he's conducting his business. Um, I don't think he's afraid of anyone or anything. So I think what he's going to try to do, at least what I would do if I were him, is I would definitely go after PSA. And I agree with you on that, Turner, what you're, what you're saying there. He just acquired those guys a couple of years ago. So, Well, plus um, it's a whole different it, – it's a whole different uh, capital – acquisition venture capital funding yeah that they're those i mean that offer would have to just knock the socks off of somebody i'll tell you why i think it's going to be sgc why is that 
because they have proven that they can turn capacity. Okay. They can handle that. They've been working on these Bowman and top special releases, grading specials. I think that was a clue, a tip off, if you will. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're able to um, not deal with a backlog, that they have quicker turnaround times. Um, I think BGS is in a different silo too with, Mm -hmm. you know, Southern Hobby, Beckett's, Mm -hmm. uh, and Trust Media, all all that. A few more hoops over there. Yeah. Yeah. And CSG is just um, finding their way. And I don't see Michael Rubin being the company, being the guy that wants to uh, bring along a company. Sure. Um, Plus that grading division for sports cards is tied to uh, pneumatists and Mm -hmm. coins and currencies uh, as an umbrella company. So I don't think it's going to be them. I I would be really surprised if it was BGS. Mm -hmm. I I just think the two sides of the two big, big, big anchor players with lots of capital and funding and outside Mm -hmm. investment that I just don't see that working out. And so that leads me to believe that OBS GC, but I, I will be the first to admit, you know, that I'm wrong. If it proves wrong. Sure. If I was a betting man, that that's what I put my money on. Yeah. I, I just, I, I agree that I think SGC would probably be the, the most logical just because of like, like you just talked about PSA. I, I don't see Nat Turner selling it. I, he just acquired it. Um, BGS, there are a lot more hoops to go through and Ruben probably doesn't want to deal with all that. Um, but however, if you're going into the grading platform and you're trying to acquire an asset and you're trying to be a major player, I would try to buy the top dog if I could. Because all you're doing is you're going into the competition. If you're buying an SGC, you're still competing with PSA, who is number one. And then you still have BGS, who many look at as number two. So by acquiring who most people, I would say, view SGC as the number three, you're acquiring the third most used and regarded grading company. And you have to compete against PSA and BGS. So if I were Ruben and I were trying to get into that ring of grading, I'm doing everything I can trying to figure out a way to acquire PSA because I bought the king. I can now own (laughs) the grading market. It it may turn some people off from PSA if Ruben buys it. Who knows? But PSA is still number one, either way, people are going to look at it that way. And he owns that arena. He's already done what he's done in the collectibles. And, and in a couple of years, we know what that's going to mean for, for fanatics. So if he, if he wants to be this monster company and build a collectibles platform where they're number one in the industry, 
to me, it would only make sense to try to acquire a PSA, but I don't see it happening. I'm with you. But well, I'll tell you another reason I don't see it happening as well, because um, it's fair enough to say that PWCC and Golden are direct mm -hmm. competitors. Sure. Okay. Sure. Marketplace. One's cheaper than the other. One's cheaper than the other, though. Marketplace, vaulting. Okay. Golden is owned by the same mega group as PSA. Sure. They put a strategy in place to to buy those verticals for a reason. They're not going to give up a vertical. Now, I yeah, I I just I and I would I would be so surprised. Me too. And and I and I will come back on here and eat crow if need be, but I mean, he would have to make a play for the whole thing. Yeah. You know golden then he's got what golden and pwcc then he owns that arena he he then owns the marketplace at that point of auction houses so he would if well, he were to I acquire think, I, I don't know i think i think heritage which is always numero say, uno in in sales would have something to say about that sure but i mean acquiring so say he were to acquire golden and then he has pwcc he's I mean, he's got what two thirds of the pie at that point. So it's, um, it, it, it would be it would be crazy. And it, and at what point does you know um, Sherman Trust Act get looked at at his companies? You know, because it, it once once you make that level of purchase and lock up that much of the market. I mm -hmm. think that I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if you want to even deal with that from a, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I just, when I saw the PWCC purchase kind of didn't surprise me. No. It made sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can know, see what it, he's trying to do. One though. more vertical. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they own a manufacturer, yep. a braking platform, mm -hmm. A vaulting service, correct. A marketplace and auction company. Yep. The last vertical is a grading company. Absolutely. And Don't they own some of the printing houses? Uh, yep. They do. Yeah, but they bought GC Converting, which is the big one that numerous manufacturers use. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, talk about end to end, but. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens. So again, if you haven't voted in, please, especially based on our conversation, let us know where you think things will fall. And uh, I have a feeling um, it may not even take before the end of the year before we talk about this again. Probably not because what, within two years, they get those licenses, correct? Yes. So. I can see him trying to get everything in house the way that he wants it before they take effect. Yep, for sure, for sure. And with the national coming up, we know how much business gets done that we end up hearing about shortly after. Mm -hmm. Even if that shortly is after the new year, it's still you know only four or five months. Sure. All right, um, 
James, we're going to go to our first video segment for this evening. Uh, what are the folks going to be watching? So this is a segment from the GTS Customer Appreciation Luncheon. After people had lunch, they brought on Ricky Williams and Andre Reed for a little. Uh, Tracy was up there on stage chatting with them. He had his questions, and then they also took questions from the audience. After that, they brought in three rookies, uh, Deuce Vaughn, running back for the Cowboys, ja Jackson Smith and Jigba for the um, Seahawks, and Hendon Hooker of the Titans. And they also did a little Q&A with Tracy and then took a few questions from the audience. And each segment was about a half an hour. Andre Reed was so great. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Williams was great, too. He was fantastic. He had to come, keep going in and out. He was doing other things. Uh, but when he was there, he was great. The rookies were all great. The rookies were a little more soft-spoken. And there was mm -hmm. a little bit, uh, they were kind of cleaning up uh, outside. So the, the audio on that is fine. You, but the, the Andre Reed, Ricky Williams audio is better. This one, all five of them talking about their signature. That was a question Tracy asked all of them. So they just talk about the history of their signature, how they came to uh, develop it, and what they think about signing autographs. So that is the first video tonight. And I'm going to play it right now. Welcome back, Tracy Hackler. That's right. He, he's he's the best at these. So a, lot of, a lot of kids today, everybody knows the, the, the quality's not always there. It's a check mark or a couple of initials some dots. And so I wanted to, your, your autograph is very bold and ornate, kind of you or as a player. Why is the quality of your signature so important to you? Well, I mean, if you see some of the guys signing now, you don't even know who they are to a certain point. It's like, that's it. And I have told some of them, dude, you got, it's got to be legible. You got to be able, people got to be able to read that. They can see your face, but they they want to see the autograph more than anything. Um, and I was with, I actually was with Upper Deck before. Uh, it was a name. Um, and you got to take pride in that. You take pride in signing your name. Because not a lot of people get to do it and get paid to do it. So um, sometimes I tell them, yo, man, just make it legible so they know it's you besides just your face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's because it is an extension of your brand, too. Pretty much, yeah. Now, you know, we're in a world now, it's all about branding yourself. Um, everything, the NIL deals and all this other stuff that's going on when I came to leave, you didn't even know what those letters were. Um, so whatever came to us, when I was young, in the league in 85, was my first year. Uh, it, uh, as a kid, that's what you, just like Ricky said, you, your, your autograph, that uh, kind of was like your, your identity. It is your identity. And you want people to know that. When you started working on your own autographs, and how would you characterize the photograph? Uh, for me, I started working on my autograph once NIL kind of uh, took place. Uh, before then, my mom's and mom, I had terrible uh, cursive uh, handwriting. So those of us things we kind of sat down and she's like, hey, I'll never forget she put a piece of paper and a pen in front of her. She's like, we're going to make a signature. And uh, at the time, I, I didn't really know why, uh, but now we got to this point, it's one of those things that I'm just thankful for, for her to have done that. And, uh, so whenever NIL came along, I just kind of understood that uh, this is the business side of football. Uh, I started working on a little bit more than one. I've kind of found uh, my, my signature. Mom, you're the real MVP, for sure. 
Before we dive into this week's new releases or other new releases with Hot in the Shop, just wanted to take a moment to thank both of you publicly for your consummate professionalism and uh, the great work that you guys did at the NFLPA Rookie Premiere. Thank you. All right. So in addition to Trilogy and Recon, which we already took a look at in our box break segments, we've got a handful of other new releases, including... A alternate skew to Donruss Optic, and this one is the Fast Break NBA Basketball Cards, which is one auto and 18 inserts or parallels in every box. Of course, look for the uh, Rated Rookie Signature Fast Break of the top rookies from the 2022 NBA Draft. Ten packs, nine cards, 20 box case. Uh, different parallels for those rated rookie signatures in fast break boxes. So uh, pink, number to 25, black, number to one and one. And then lots of exclusive hollow fast break parallels for the inserts. Elite Dominators, All-Stars, the Rookies, Lights Out, Stargazing, Raining Threes. And then your favorite players in the Donruss Optic base set. Fast Break boxes are the only place to find these parallels. Fast Break Hollow, Purple, Red, Blue, Pink, Gold, Number to 10, and One of a Kind, Fast Break Black. The checklist is up on GoGTS.net. 2023 Super Glow Series 1 Edition Sports Cards delivers one autograph card in every box. This release is loaded with new names and a stellar checklist. Every case includes at least one autograph, so look for Brock Purdy, Stephen Curry, 
Giannis Allen Iverson with an incredible rare, incredibly rare uh, inscription, the answer, which is pretty cool. Uh, Pele. It's also loaded with all new names, including Marvin Harrison Jr., who is going to be fantastic in the NFL. Um, you also got uh, Aaliyah Boston, Alyssa Thompson, Jameer Gibbs, who we actually had a chance to meet uh, at the rookie premiere. Very nice kid. Uh, Jordan Addison, I know James had a chance to meet him at the rookie premiere. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, right? Ray Lewis, Hulk Hogan, A.J. Griffin, Cameron Brink, Jalen Hood Scafino, Ty Simpson, uh, Jalen Milrow, uh, Larry Bird. Look for other top athletes, draft picks, and Hall of Famers, including Stetson Bennett, who looked pretty good in that Rams uniform there in the rookie premiere. Brock Bowers, Jalen Hyatt, who was dropping dimes in the football toss. He's a wide receiver, but kick and throw is pretty cool. Uh, Mike Tyson, Jalen Hurts, C.J. Stroud, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Trevor Lawrence, Jason Dominguez, Mac Jones, and many more. Be on the lookout for hot cases featuring a one-of-one -one autograph card in every box. Super Glow, 2023 Sports Cards Edition 1. You know, before we switch the uh, the other product or the next product, I was thinking an eight box case, yeah. and every case includes at least one autograph card of Brock Purdy, pretty cool. Curry, Giannis, Allen Iverson, or Pele. That's I like That's those awesome. odds. Yeah, and also the I mean he doesn't really ever do an inscription of the answer. I don't see that too often with Iverson autographs. So. To have that, that's pretty cool. Nice. All right. Up next, we have 22-23 Leaf Best of Basketball. This is kind of a hybrid product in the fact that you're getting one premium buyback card or autographed memorabilia item redemption in every box. So Leaf announces the return of one of the most popular basketball buyback products of the last decade. Find rookie cards, autograph cards, graded cards, finished cards, premium memorabilia cards, and more. And redemptions for signed basketball memorabilia, including jerseys and balls, including from some of the hottest NBA legends like, yeah, Michael Jordan. Mm. Very cool. If uh, you happen to participate in a break of this, man, we'd love to see what you got. Hashtag awesome. GTSPC. 2023 Leaf Heroes of Wrestling Blaster Box delivers one autograph card plus a 10-card base set in every box. Not only is this Leaf's first ever wrestling blaster product, but it's the hobby's first ever wrestling blaster box with an autograph in every box. Well, that's pretty cool. You get 20 boxes and 11 cards as a configuration. Look for signatures from some of the top names in wrestling, such as Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Bret Hart, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, Diamond Dallas Page, Great Muta, Just, uh, Jushin uh, Liger, uh, Penta L Zero, uh, Ted DiBiase, Sasha Banks, and many more. Each box will include the 10-card base set featuring some of wrestling's top superstars, including Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, John Cena, Ric Flair, and many more. The checklist is on GoGTS.net. Check it out. Pretty cool product here from Leaf. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. And another basketball product seems timely given the playoffs. 
But we've got TriStar Hidden Treasures autographed basketballs with an autographed basketball in every box. Look for specialty and inscribed basketballs from NBA's biggest stars, past, present, and future. It is a four-box case. Case guarantees are two Hall of Famers, one current NBA star, and a basketball fan favorite. Hall of Famers Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Akeem Olajuwon, Dr. J, Earl Monroe, Shaq, all represented along with many more. Current All-Stars Giannis, Jamal Murray, Luka Doncic, The Joker, and many more young stars like Anthony Edwards, Paolo Banchero, Zion Williamson, and fan favorites like Dwayne Wade, Penny Hardaway, and many more. All autographs are authenticated by TriStar, PSA, JSA, BAS, or Fanatics, or Upper Deck Authenticated. Look for multi-signed, inscribed, and specialty basketballs. This is a very limited production run. Enjoy, and that's a look at what's hot in the shop this week. Yes. All right, we're going to put Chris to work pulling 10 winners for tonight. While he's doing that, you guys are going to be doing this. James, what are they watching? So there was an on-field component, as you all may know, on Saturday at the L.A. Coliseum. That's where players are posing for their pictures and also doing other uh, media things. And But they're posing for their cards, and it's awesome. And mm-hmm. Uh, we were in the fan zone. I was in the morning session. Chris was in the afternoon session. And I took Instagram. He took Twitter. And uh, this is just a collection of all my reels and stories, all the best ones uh, from Pretty Instagram. Cool. Uh, nice. Of just on-field stuff. There's a few fan zone uh, videos. But uh, I cut it to music, and I hope you guys enjoy it.
Awesome. Great stuff, James. Thank you, as always. And again, thanks to you, Chris. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us here at GoGTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. We'll be back with a brand new episode next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. In the meantime, y'all have a great weekend. And most importantly, always be collecting. Good night. <laughs>